At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com. Welcome to Healthcare Americana, coming to you from the Freedom Doc Studios. I am your host, Christopher Habig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. This is a podcast for the 99% of people who get care in America. We talk to innovative clinicians, policymakers, patients, caregivers, executives, and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. We take you behind the scenes with people across America that are putting patients first and restoring trust in American healthcare. Today, we're diving into the practice of neurology. Now, that might sound a little funny to many people, but neurology is one of those things that, in most people's minds, very hospital-dominated, very insurance-dependent, I guess is the right word for that one. Not always the case, and not the case today. Please welcome Dr. Samuel Modi, a neurologist at Celeste Brain Health in Raleigh, North Carolina. Dr. Modi, thank you for joining us here on Healthcare Americana. Happy to join you guys, Chris. Thank you for having me. Pleasure is all mine. So what sets you, we'll skip to the chase right away, what sets you and Celeste Brain Health apart from what people will typically think of as a neurology practice and, oh, I have to have insurance because it sounds expensive. What sets you guys apart from someone's typical neurology experience? Yeah, so we started this practice uh, just a few months ago. And uh, from my experience over the last few years in American healthcare system, I realized two big problems in the system that I could help solve. So one of the problem was the wait time for the neurologist. And the other problem was the cost of seeing a neurologist, uh, especially if you don't have insurance. So how does, how does Celeste help out with that? You solve a problem, what's your solution? Yeah, so we started the uh, a telemedicine uh, neurology practice. And because one of the beliefs that we hold is that most of the common neurological problems can actually be solved over telemedicine and uh, you don't need uh, in-person evaluations in-person evaluations add uh, inefficiencies into the system. You know, the patients have to drive to the clinic and, and there is clinic staff involved and there is an office involved and it makes things costly and less efficient. So just by practicing telemedicine, we can see patients faster and uh, we can see more number of patients in a given time frame. So patients don't have to wait for uh, one, two or three months to see a neurologist. We can see neurologists within a few days. So I am a, a big fan of telemedicine, and it's funny that listeners of the show will know that you know we've been doing this in our practices for Freedom Health Work since you know 2016, and so telemedicine wasn't a new thing spurred by the pandemic, like a lot of hospital systems see. It, speaking of telemedicine, and and kind of as a side of that, a continuation, I always view telemedicine as a great supplement to care. It takes your skills and your capabilities. You can meet patients where they are, delivering fantastic access and convenience. So when you say you know, a lot of neurology can be satisfied using telemedicine tools, what specifically are you talking about? And is there a break of where, yeah, I still need to see people in person, but 
there are a lot of things, and, and what are those things specifically that they can see from a virtual standpoint? Yeah, that's a good question. So most of the common neurological problems out there in the population is uh, memory problems, uh, dementia, migraines, and uh, stroke. So for uh, migraine and uh, memory problems and dementia, patients can see a telemedicine neurologist from their home. And uh, it doesn't need detailed neurological exam. The diagnosis is most of the time very obvious to an experienced neurologist. And so they don't need to see the neurologist in person. As long as the stroke is concerned, many hospitals, especially in rural areas, they're already using a telemedicine neurologist because they can be available at bedside within minutes. It's that access, right? It's, it's, hey, I'm sick. I don't need to wait three weeks to go see a physician or more, you know, even for some knowledge practices here. I want to talk a little bit about just innovative care practices. I know that new treatments and innovation are something that, that you're very fond of. Give us a little idea of what kind of new treatments are coming out for things like strokes, migraines, dementia. Yeah, absolutely. So most of the patients in our practice are actually migraine patients. And uh, in the last few years, we have, a, we have a, a whole new class of medications coming out in the market. They're known as the CGRP antagonists. And those medications are a bit more effective than conventional treatment, and uh, they have less side effects. And this class of medications are, are just going to grow into the future, like 15 to 20 percent of uh, general population out there is living with migraines and a small percentage of them have uh, really refractory migraines. So industry is really addressing this problem by introducing new medications. As long as a stroke is concerned, again, there are new treatments uh, out there, newer IV medications. Uh, uh, one of them is known as tenactiplase is convenient and more effective than the conventional treatments. Nowadays, doctors have been performing thrombectomies in uh, uh, if patient has a large blood clot uh, somewhere in the brain, then you can quickly go into the brain using a catheter and pull the clot out. And uh, all those processes are getting uh, more and more and more efficient. So we are seeing a better and better outcome in, in stroke. And as long as uh, dementia is concerned, again, that's a big problem in aging population in America. There are newer drugs coming in dementia treatment also. There, there was a drug called Eduhelm that is being studied right now with great interest that has potential to change uh, how we treat Alzheimer's disease. Would you say that having your own practice within Celeste Brain Health, has that helped you implement some of those innovative medications and treatments faster than what you would typically experience in a hospital-owned or big system? Yes, absolutely. So uh, telemedicine and especially practicing without involving insurance companies, I have definitely seen improvement in, in how, I, how I deliver care. I'm more efficient. I'm spending more time with the patient and understand their problem and less time doing documentation and satisfying the needs of insurance companies. So I think patients are satisfied. They get all their questions answered, and that's what we want at the end of the day, better patient satisfaction and better outcome. Do any of your colleagues, you know, listening to what you just heard there, do any of your colleagues listen to that and saying, well, how are you doing this? This doesn't make sense. Don't you have to work with insurance to have a specialty practice? 
Well, yeah, that's what most of the colleagues would say, actually, because they and, and including me, we were all trained in an environment where we're just trained to work with insurance companies doing billing and coding and satisfying the needs of this um, insurance companies, commercial insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, they have all their requirements. And since my medical school and residency, it was just part of my training. So as a doctor, it's hard to see yourself out of this system, just dealing with a patient directly without a middleman. Is there anything you miss from the insurance world? Well, be honest with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, with uh, with this uh, practice, uh, what I miss is uh, managing complex uh, patients. Uh, if someone has a really is sick and has a multiple medical problems, then uh, then you know you have to involve a lot of specialists and you need. Uh, advanced imaging and advanced procedure and all that. So that ends up being very costly without insurance. Yeah, that's that's really curious. You know, we talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, insurance is terrible and the hospitals are terrible and you got to go cash out here. So I always like to ask, you know, a question. I was like, well, are, are there certain things you miss? And that's really fascinating. They're like, look, I, I miss the complex people. You know, that that challenge almost is is kind of what I'm hearing. Would that be accurate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Now, I'm really curious now, and, and you got my wheels turning here. Do you see a scenario where you know you could paint the perfect one and say somebody really complex comes to you and you're able to help them manage that? What would you need from really a practice standpoint to be able to do something like that that you just don't have? Are you asking about managing a complex patient? Yeah, yeah. So is it like, you know, everybody I, re- I send out for it's a complex patient, I have to put them back in the local hospital system because there's no other, you know, cash pay practices like this. Um, you know, what kind of what kind of headwinds are you facing, not just from cost, but from, you know, availability of your peers and to provide care? Yeah, I think the number of uh, direct care providers like me in all the specialties uh, is limited in a given geographic location. So, for example, if I practice in Raleigh and if my patient uh, needs um, endocrinology evaluation or a rheumatology evaluation, then that might be a challenge. And I think me and so many other direct care providers, uh, we are all trying to build a network of uh, primary care doctors and specialists so we can operate together and make things work, even if the case is complex. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a huge need for that, right? That we need people just to raise their hands and say, hey, I'm open for business. And that's one of the hardest things is like, all right, where are the people you know, participating in membership uh, Karen, where are they around us? Because it's it's tough to find them. So I can I can absolutely sympathize on that one. We are going to pause real quick for a message uh, from our title sponsor, Freedom Health Works. If you're struggling to convert interested people into members of your direct care practice, you are not alone. The top challenge reported in direct care is patient sales. Whether you dread potential patient calls because sales makes you uncomfortable, or because you're simply occupied with saving lives and taking care of people. Freedom has a great solution for you. Freedom HealthWorks Enrollment Desk Service includes a dedicated patient sales team for your practice across all U.S. time zones, live data measuring your total calls, leads, conversions, answer rates, and more, full prospect tracking from first contact through membership so no one ever slips through the cracks. If you dread the anxiety and time commitment of patient sales calls, the Enrollment Desk could be your answer. Contact Freedom HealthWorks at 317-804-1203 
or visit freedomhealthworks.com to chat with a team member or schedule a demo. Now back to our regular scheduled programming. Dr. Samuel Modi, neurologist at Celeste Brain Health at Raleigh, North Carolina. We spent kind of the top part of the show talking about your model and a cash pay neurology practice centered around telehealth and telemedicine and how that's able to really go out and meet people where they are for you. I want to talk a little bit about you, the person behind the camera here, behind the microphone here. Uh, your dad was a physician. Yes. What was his story? I'm just curious about, you know, because my dad was a physician. My mom's a physician. And so I, I feel like we share a lot of commonality of that, that, you know, those medical families had a totally different type of upbringing, no matter what country you were from, that you see the impact that physicians could make. And it's like, wow, they're, they're, you're changing people's lives. So give us a little bit of background of, of your childhood growing up, seeing your dad as a physician. I'm glad you asked that. It's actually very interesting. I grew up in India, and, uh, and my dad was a pediatrician. And uh, interestingly, he had uh, cash pay or direct pay practice, and uh, he still has it. And in India, I think uh, the insurance is used mostly for complex cases. Uh, other than that, simple consultations with doctors, they are usually paid in cash. So I'm back into that model. But when I was growing up, what, what I saw was my dad talking about all these patients and, and, uh, and interesting medical problems. And, and uh, there have been times when I visited his clinic, and uh, it was just immensely satisfying to see these patients get better. And that had lasting impact when I was growing up. And that's how I ended up in medical career. It's really fascinating because I, I share those same sentiments too. And whether you're paying with rupees or dollars, it's like our, we both had the same experience growing up, right? Like I basically grew up in my dad's office and people are familiar, you know, if you heard my story before, like the school bus actually dropped me off at the office. Like I, I actually <laughs> <laughs> spent a lot of my time there. And just to see the impact that a physician could make on a community. And, you know, my mom was the same way in, in, in building up hospitals and just doing amazing stuff that... Yeah, it's almost tragic the where we've put our physicians back in the corner in the U.S. Curious about you know, the Indian healthcare system, and, and we hear a, actually, I get some notes every once in a while from people looking at, at Indian healthcare and implementing a direct care model, and they're saying, "Hey, look, we're bringing a kind of a Western style innovation." And I'm kind of like you thinking, "Well, here we're kind of going back in time a couple of decades." But like you said, you you saw your dad growing up under this type of a model, practicing on this type of a model, why do we think now that, you know, this is this is something new, this is something innovative when really we're just going back to the basics? Yeah, I, well, it's very interesting of uh, how uh, how things evolved in, in the United States, how this whole insurance and healthcare industry and Medicare, how all these things evolved over the last few decades. But what we have been noticing as providers is things are just getting... Uh, as the diseases get more complex, uh, this industry is getting so complicated that doctors get lost, other providers get lost, and the patients also get lost in the system. So when things get too corporate, we have to look back and say, hey, you know what? The whole system has lost the essence that doctors and providers are humans and patients are humans and, and, and they're supposed to work together with as few distractions as possible. Was there a time where your, your dad, uh, when you said, hey, you're going to go practice uh, in the States and you're going to go into medicine here, is there a time where your dad was like, yeah, good luck, because that system's a nightmare? 
Yeah, well, uh, in, in my case personally, I don't think he uh, he really had a, a great idea of uh, how U.S. healthcare system worked. And and uh, to be honest, when I uh, when I moved here, like uh, more than a decade ago, uh, the system was still not as uh, as big and as corporate and as complex as it is now. I have seen uh, layers of uh, processes and bureaucracies added into the system over the last decade. That, and that's curious. And and we're talking to Dr. Samul Modi with Celeste Brain Health. And, and, and Dr. Modi, I want to dive into what you just said there. In the last 10 years, so here you are from you know somebody who, very educated, very intelligent person coming in saying, okay, I'm landed here. I'm going to learn as much about it. And then seeing it shift over the 10 years, what is the number one thing that you would change after being here for 10 years, knowing that there's different countries do things different ways? Yeah. So as I mentioned, the uh, healthcare system is too complex. There's just too many players involved and patients get lost in this system. So I think adding efficiencies into the system, that the system looks more meaningful to the patients and the providers both. I think that's very important. So the biggest change I want to see is, is remove all this unnecessary um, middleman and, and unnecessary processes involved. Yeah, I'm glad you, you, you uh, specified there because I was going to ask, well, what does that mean from an efficiency standpoint? But then people are like, well, without insurance, then you know, people are going to die. We're, gonna, we're throwing grandma off the cliff and nobody's going to be able to afford any medical care. And it's really the doctors and hospitals that are you know, way too expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, in America, I, I don't think insurance is, uh, is going to go away or anything. Still, uh, so many patients need uh, expensive uh, procedures and testing and multidisciplinary care, and uh, insurance makes it possible. But even, even in the insurance system, the system has to be solving the problem of uh, access and, and cost and outcome. So... Uh, the system shouldn't be focused on making profit out of the whole patient care and, and, and everything. Well, profit is, is, I think, has gotten a bad name, you know, especially in healthcare, because they're saying, well, doctors should just take care of people and they should work for free. Some circles are saying that, right? Healthcare is a right. Well, you, you can't work for free. And there's a reason why you're a doctor and the vast majority of people are not, because you're smarter than everybody else and you're empathetic and, and you want to take care of people, right? So I, I, I'm going to push back a little bit. You know, like profit can be a very healthy thing. I think it needs to manifest in more open, transparent competition because markets do work. And when government gets involved, they're picking and choosing winners and then accusing those winners of making egregious profits when it's like, no, government, your involvement just created this imbalance over here. So I, I do just want to be careful there, respectfully, that, that hey, there's, there's a little bit of difference here in how we talk about these things. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, you need a healthy competition for sure. I, I like that word uh, that you just brought. Um, but uh, I think the, the costly part of medicine can be left to insurance companies and big healthcare systems. But the lower cost part uh, should be left to open market and uh, whoever uh, provides uh, great care, they win. Yeah, and so healthy competition can can definitely it can help to bring the cost down and improve the care. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that kind of tails us into you know our, my last question of the day here, and 
And I, I always like asking this question because it, it kind of kind of makes people feel uncomfortable. Let's say, say you have the all powerful staff or you know, the crown, and you're the healthcare czar of of the country for a day, and whatever you implement is how we're going to carry forward. What does the perfect healthcare industry look like? And you can focus like top down, or you can just say as micro as you possibly want to get. But what does the perfect healthcare system look like to you? Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's what I say. It's like the hot so, seat, man. Uh, That's a hot seat question. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think that any any country has perfected a healthcare system. A perfect healthcare system should be easily accessible. It's affordable and it's a cutting edge. You know, it, it's it's advanced and uh, it's it's hard to have all these three things perfect at the same time but if you can keep a happy balance between all these three variables accessible affordable and advanced then that happy balance is is a perfect healthcare system that was very well said i i i think everybody can agree with that we might have some you know kind of down in the deep trenches uh discussions on how exactly to enact that uh but that's okay that's that's why we're here, right? That's what the true, uh, true beauty of having a republic and being able to have, you know, sane, sane political discourse. And again, you know, letting letting markets thrive. So, Dr. Modi, it's been an absolute pleasure. Once again, uh, Dr. Samuel Modi, neurologist at Celeste Brain Health. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you for all this opportunity. That's going to do it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. If you haven't yet... Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out online at healthcareamericana.com to catch previous episodes, subscribe to our mailing list, and visit our online store. Once again, I am your host, Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all our episodes, visit the shop, and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro and managed by Melissa Turpin. Healthcare Americana is brought to you by Freedom HealthWorks and Freedom Doc. If you've been struggling to get the care you need and the access you want, it's time to join your local Freedom Doc. Visit freedomdoc.care to find the practice location nearest you. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.